What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is a very special one as we are joined by Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest, my friend and colleague. Jamie, how are you doing? Hey, Mike. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back on. It's an honor. I mean, I feel like it's been a while since we... It's been... It was a, It was uh, right after the pandemic, the last time we had you on, but life, drag, life drags on and we've come back a year later. We're not in the arenas yet, uh, but they're playing real basketball games finally. Yes, exactly. And um, I'm just happy to have basketball back again because I do get to go into the arenas, you know? Yeah, you're one of the lucky 12 or 15 or whatever. Yeah, which is very cool. Like, I'm, you know, if I ever have kids one day, that's going to be something I'll definitely tell them. Oh, mom used to go to the arena with 15 (laughs) other people and dad. (laughs) Yes, that was just so cool. But uh, no, it's just... uh, it's so good just to to be back in the arena, even though it is so different. And I miss seeing your face, Mike. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that's. I was gonna ask if that was really the big drawback, is that basketball's yes. back, but I am not on press row. Um, I'm just occasionally in some Zoom calls, um, which it's just not the same. It's not the same. No. Well, Jamie, you come to us with real, real, real news. You wrote a story today that posted on uh, Wednesday morning on NBC Sports Northwest about Zach Collins. He is back in Portland. Can you just give us kind of the nuts and bolts update on what's what is the what is the latest with Zach Collins as you have reported so well? Oh, well, thanks, Mike. And of of course, uh, so it was great catching up with him. He actually got back into Portland Monday evening. And then Tuesday, he had his cast taken off of that left ankle. So, of course, he was feeling pretty good talking about how they're moving in the right direction. And for me, it's crazy to think that it's been over a month, just over a month since he had his second surgery on that ankle. Mm -hmm. But, of course, as I ask him about it, he says it has been a long month and it feels like a year. (laughs) And I thought, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. So for him right now, he's happy to be back in Portland. He's going to be taking time to really start the rehab process because for the first month, it was all about resting and making sure that his ankle was um, elevated. And it was it was a boring month for him as he stayed um, in Las Vegas, his hometown of Las Vegas. But now that he's back in Portland, he's going to be working with the Blazers medical staff and their physical therapists. And he's excited to be back around the team. He said that's been the most difficult part is being away from the team and not feeling connected. And he told me there's no timeline yet for his return. However, it is very similar to the rehab process when he first had that uh, initial surgery on his ankle. So Mm -hmm. a timeline of four to six months. But of course, this time around, they want to make sure that there are no setbacks like there was that first time. So I think you're probably going to look at more of a six month timeline. And right. It's more about being ready for next season than it is this season. Like you got to just, let's be realistic here. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, um, he and the team are, are weary of pushing it too hard because he wants to make sure he gets this rehab right. Did he talk about sort of, um, the differences in this second surgery versus the first surgery with you? Like what do we know kind of if they were different at all? He did, yes. He said that this second surgery was, in his words, a lot more um, detail-oriented. It was a little more intense 
this mm-hmm. time around because the first fracture, it was very small. And so mm-hmm. now that it turned into a bigger um, fracture, it was almost like, okay, now his body knows that it is broken and it needs to heal. And so he mentioned that he's had a lot of conversations with his doctors about how having a bigger fracture is actually um, easier and, and better for the surgeons to go in. They know what they need to do and to help him get on that rehab process a little bit faster. And so uh, it sounds weird, but it's almost a little bit better that this was more of a, of a fracture than the first one. Weird. Yeah. That's, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm mostly a podcaster, but I'll trust you. I'll trust you and Zach on that one. (laughs) Do we know what he's going to do when he's back here? Like, did he talk to you about sort of like what, um, what rehab looks like, or is it just kind of like he's in a chair until he's back on the court type of thing? Right. He's talked a little bit about it and, you know, he got the cast off. He said he's been using a scooter to get around. Nice. Yes. Right. Big guys Um, on a scooter is fun. I like that. I like that image. (laughs) I know I should have asked him for video of that, but I'm sure <laughs> sure we'll we'll get some. But well, you'll see it soon. You'll see it soon. Yes, soon enough. He said, obviously, he's not going to be traveling with the team much. Um, it's just really going to be about focusing and on the rehab. And to start, it's going to be about building up the um, putting the load on the ankle. I should say. Sure. And so um, he he did talk about how it's very similar to his last rehab, but he mentioned that in that first rehab of this ankle, he was feeling so good about things. He he felt confident that things were looking up and that he was going to actually return mid-January, like it was reported and everyone thought that was um, the expectation of his return. But he said he really has to make sure that mentally he doesn't fall into that trap of, well, I thought the first rehab was going so well. And now, you know, what, what is, um, am I going to have another setback? So he's really um, been focusing on his, his mental um, approach to this rehab. And honestly, Mike, when I talked to him, uh, he, you know, he's, he's reading these books about staying mentally sharp and, and dealing with all these hardships. And he sounds like, Despite all of this uh, emotional roller coaster of the last 16 months, when you count the shoulder surgery, right. he really sounds like he is um, at a level of no, I'm I'm ready and eager to get back out on the court. And so now it's really about getting his body right and getting it to that place of where he is mentally. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because it's like he's going to have played 12 games if you include the the uh, play-in game that he that he had to leave early. He's going to play 12 games in two years. I mean, it's just, it is such a long time to be away from the game. Um, so I was curious sort of about that mental toll. Um, you're someone who's, who's, you know, talked to Zach a bunch, you know him well. So if, if, if you say he's sort of, he seems like he's in a good spot, um, I think that's good news. Because I was worried that, you know, you, you can say the right things. He's, he's, mm-hmm. and, um, and it's who knows about sort of what his body will do, right? Like we just, he doesn't know. Um, but right. but I think that the sort of the mental toll and the emotional toll of being so far removed from the sort of the only thing you've ever known, he's, he's a young man, basketball is basically his whole life. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's can be really challenging. So I'm, I'm glad to know he's sort of already um, t- sort of taking those mental steps or taking those steps to sort of appreciate his mental health here in a difficult time. So um, that's interesting. I 
Listen, if you haven't read the story, it is on NBC Sports Northwest. There's even more details than Jamie just shared with us. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, Jamie is a prolific writer. She is cranking out stories. So make sure you check out all her work, but particularly the Zach Collins story because it's really well done. Jamie, let's come back in the second segment and zoom out a little bit and just talk about the team. Um, you know, they went, they split a back to back. They had a, a terrible game and then a pretty good game. So I want to sort of uh, gauge where you're at. Um, here, what are we? Twenty? Are we twenty games in officially into the season? Uh, Eleven and nine for those Portland Trailblazers. I want to gauge where you're at at sort of the twenty the twenty game mark. But before we get there, I want to tell my listeners about CBDMD. Listen, life is stressful. We could all use some time to catch up on much needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than the NBA is sleeping on Nazir Little. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBDE with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and, a, and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. And they're available in lavender and eucalyptus scents, as well as soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. Sounds pretty nice. Might, might have to hop in a bath myself after this. So, to make it even easier to get a good night's sleep... CBDMD is offering my listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. All right. So we're still chatting here with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest. We talked about Jamie's wonderful story and excellent reporting on Zach Collins in the first segment. But now I've been asking all my guests this, Jamie, so let's just let's just start here. What's what is your concern level with the Trailblazers? Like how concerned are you about this team? Oh, well, Mike, uh, that's you know how I am. I'm a half, so I'm not even gonna go there. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> You're relent you are relentlessly positive, Jamie. Relentlessly <laughs> positive. Um but now that we know even more about not only the big injuries with this team, the nagging injuries that Damian Lillard is dealing with, he revealed that after Tuesday night's game that he's been dealing with this abdominal issue. And in fact, he's, he's had to deal with this since his fifth year in the league. And usually it's a problem, he said, during the preseason, you know, when they're first getting going. Um, but this abdominal issue it actually makes it so that he feels as if he can't even really move so for a guy who really likes to get downhill and, and can get to the rim have so much success in, in that part of his game and for him to not feel like he's able to do that that's a big issue so it's with him being questionable against the 76ers yeah, on the official injury report right yeah yes yes that was just released a few hours ago it that's uh, obviously, I mean, you don't even have to say that's concerning. Um, yeah. Um, but right now with the Blazers, the the thing about it is obviously when they're dealing with so many injuries, this is the time for the young guys to step up. And I know we're going to talk about them, but I think about last season and what Gary Trent Jr. was able to do when given the opportunity. And so that's what I look at right now is that 
The positive is at least it's still fairly early in the season. So you're going to get some more minutes, uh, a very extended run for, for guys like Nasir Little and Anthony Simons. And I think that's really important when you look big picture and, and look at the future of this team. Sure. I, I just think the present is is tough because Nazir Little has 30 points against the Bucks. You're like, dude, this is, you know, I can't believe he had a game like this. Um, he's, this is, you know, he's obviously playing maybe a little above his head in that game, but it's like, wow, if he could produce even at 60% of this level, he's a real bat, he's a real NBA player. And then he gets hurt at the end of that game and he's going to miss these. He missed uh, the Blazers win over the Wizards and uh, he's going to miss the game against Philly. We don't know his status for Saturday against the Knicks, but like, even the backups, Jamie, <laughs> even the dudes filling in for the dudes um, are are missing time. Everyone on the team seems to be dealing with an agony injury. Uh, Anthony Simons was limited a little bit against in that win over the Wizards with a hamstring injury. Um, they already had a pretty slim margin for error. And then <laughs> they're... Uh, they just, they're just running out of dudes. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. Like, obviously they have real flaws on the court. They're a bad defensive team and all that, but like more than anything else, they just are running out of bodies to play. Um, if, if Dame can't go on, on Thursday against Philly, like, I, I don't mean like, what's the point? I don't want to disrespect the rest of the guys on the roster, but what's the point? Right. <laughs> like, uh, like at, at some point, um, and I, I think, I think you, you touched on it, is like, I, I want to worry about the basketball stuff. I want to say, you know, the people who are angry at coach Stotts, there's a reason to be angry and, and the defense is bad and all these things, but th- every day there is injury news. I, th- there's some of it is like, I, ha- I'm having trouble sort of gauging my, what to be most worried about when I'm just looking at the injury report and like, well, they're missing like a pretty quality NBA team. Dame. Dame, CJ, Derek Jones Jr., Nazir Little, Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins is like a pretty good team. That's like a that's like a low level playoff team, right? That maybe even better. That's like a, the fourth fourth best team in the West or something. Exactly, and that's why it's it's so hard to to almost talk about anything but injuries. And obviously, when you talk to the guys, whether it's Damian Lillard or um, Anthony Simons, they're all saying, well. You know, it's not an excuse to, that we don't have uh, our full squad. But in my mind, I'm thinking, what? I know you're not going to say it's an excuse, but how? how is this not right now? Um, this is just such a different looking team than anyone was expecting. And Mike, I was thinking about how in training camp, I was talking with CJ McCollum and Carmelo Anthony about the idea of having a shortened off offseason, having a shortened training camp, and the worry level there with making sure that you stay healthy and that your your body is ready to go. And so I remember CJ saying, well, you know, I did all that I could during this pandemic, but obviously it's not the same. They weren't playing pickup games this offseason. They just weren't continuing their workouts like they normally can and, and used to do. So we saw it in the NFL. Injuries were a big issue league-wide. And, and now, obviously, the Blazers have been hit hard. But I think even across the NBA, it's just become such an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I know it's not an excuse. And I, and, and if fans are like, using injury excuses is, or listeners, I should say, um, 
Right. Uh, but if if listeners are like injuries aren't excuse, whatever, it's it it doesn't matter. Like, I, sure, I agree with you. They yeah. still got to play the games or whatever. But it is the reality. Like, exactly. Um, it, they're, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, like they're just beat up. They're beat up, mm-hmm. and the, the no one's gonna care at the end of the year. Like your record is your record. But um, I, I'm not like holding off judgment. I've I, I'm they they play the games. We'll talk about the games as they happen and and react to them as they happen. But it's just undeniable. Like it, <laughs> this team was already you know depth was gonna be their strength this year, right? They're gonna be deeper than they've been, and then their depth kind of got eaten away with you know injuries to their second and third best players, but it's, it's the little stuff, um, you know, Nas missing a couple games here that just, there isn't, um, it'd be hard to build a roster deep enough to overcome this, this many injuries. Um, so it's, it's a bummer. Like it's, it's, it just, it bums me out because, uh, the thing I don't want to talk about is the injury report and Dame's abs and all these things. I want to talk about hoops and I want to like, I want to break down the game and think about the game, but, uh, it's unavoidable. And, um, Hopefully in a couple of weeks, guys will heal up and we can we can start worrying about if the Blazers will ever um, be a, even a mediocre defensive team. But for now, it's just like the injury report is the headline and, and that's how it has to be for at least the near term. Yes, exactly. But the inconsistency on the defensive end is something where I always go back to the, the mental aspect of that part of it, too. Um, and. We've seen it time and time again, no matter who's on the floor, it, this team, they can let up uh, at any moment, especially if they get that big lead, Mike. We've seen it. Yeah, the 20 so point often. lead is not good for these these trailblazers. That is too many points to be up by. You need to be up by like right. seven. Seven is a good number. Yes. 20, too many. Yes, that's what I've really learned this season, I think, almost more than anything. Yeah, let's let's you you mentioned this. Let's talk about in the third segment. Let's come back and talk about um the young guys cuz we have seen um we have seen the Blazers uh sort of secondary players step into bigger roles, step into primary roles and uh some of them have really seized it. So I want I want to talk about that to close out the show. But before I do that, I want to tell my listeners about Bet Online. Look at Super Bowl week, y'all. If you don't know what Super the Super Bowl is, well, it's an important football game that Tom Brady plays in every other year for two decades. Uh, and if you want to place a bet on that game that Tom Brady plays in every every other year, well, there's only one place we trust and one place that has you covered. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Look, if you're not a football person, you listen to this podcast, you're like, I like hoops, dude. I don't like football. Cool. There's NBA games every night. You can there's prop bets on literally every NBA game at Bet Online. So you don't have to bet on the final score or the the winning margin or anything like that. You can bet on Gary Trent Jr.'s points total against the 76ers. It's for real, that's a, that's a bet you could place today if you go to Bet Online. So get in on the action and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked on Blazers. Still chatting here with Jamie Hudson of NBC Sports Northwest. We talked about Zach Collins. We talked about our sort of big picture concerns with all the Blazers injury woes beyond Zach Collins. But let's, because it's your wheelhouse, Jamie, let's end on a positive. 
we have seen some some growth from the Blazers' young guys. I think early in the season, people were worried about Gary Trent Jr. They were worried about Amphrey Simons, and they had maybe forgotten that Nazir Little was on the roster. But, but over the last ten days or so, both Gary and Ant and uh, and and Nas against the Bucks on Monday have had had their moments. What have you liked? And you can you can pick any of them, and we'll just we'll just circle around and get them all. What have you liked from that from that young trio? Who's impressed you? Well, let's, let's start with Nasir. I mean, Nas has been through Where do you a go lot. to college? Oh, uh, yes, I know. He's your That's boy. That's right. Go Tar Heels, baby. Okay, go, go on. Sorry. Hills. Shoot. I, why did I start with Nas? <laughs> uh, no, obviously, when, you know, before the Orlando bubble, I remember he was talking a lot about how he had been focusing on his three-point shot, which was mm-hmm. a, a big knock right and draft night coming in like oh okay well could he be a three and d kind of guy um and i know he he worked on it so much this season or the sorry this last season and he was working with that noah basketball system which is is crazy technology and the and the angles of your shot and it it gives you all these stats about how your form is looking yada yada launch point and your whatever and the arc on your shot and all those things yeah he was using he was using the supercomputer to get the jumper right Yes. And so I remember talking to him about that last season and, and there was all this excitement of him going to Orlando and just feeling good. And then obviously the concussion happened and then dehydration. And so there was no Nasir Little in, in the NBA restart. But so with him, you know, I think there was always these question marks. Like you could see his athleticism. And I remember going to practice last season after practice, he was throwing down these crazy dunks. Um, so it's exci- it was exciting to think about his potential and then see what he can do against um, the Bucks. And I thought about how, for him, after the game, he said, it was nice to showcase what I can do to myself and to everyone else. So right. that is such a confidence booster. Yeah, that game was not good overall, obviously. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And that's got to be tough when your team is not playing well. However you go out and you have a career night. Um, I, I can't imagine how that feels, but I know he was excited about it. And Damian Lillard mentioned that having little have a game like that reminded him of Gary Trent Jr. last season. And it was the flu game. For yeah. When he, when he was really sick on his 21st <laughs> yeah. birthday and he had, he had 30 against OKC. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Undeniable Gary Trent Jr. Flu vibes. <laughs> so similar. Yes. Um, so, you know, will Nas be, you know, following in Gary Trent Jr.'s footsteps as far as breaking out and, and really making sure that he is going to stay in the rotation once this team finally gets healthy? I don't know, but it is exciting to think about and just watching a young guy um, develop like he like he has in, in such a short time and, and without that much opportunity on the floor um, has been really fun to see see with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to make five threes a game. Like, (laughs) like it's he he's not going to play as well as he did against Milwaukee. But I think none of it was it was there wasn't anything crazy where you're like, well, okay, he's not going to do that again. Like, I think the number of shot attempts was a little high, and I think like he made he made what five of seven threes. If he makes three out of seven, he still had a really good night. Um, He just has twenty four, not thirty or whatever. Maybe you know maybe even less because he doesn't take those crazy heat checks at the end. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like he's, 
he showed at least a flash against a good team. And, and before the game was totally out of hand, you know, he had like 18 through three quarters. Um, he was a, he showed he's like a functional NBA player. And I don't, I don't want to read too much into one night and all those things. A lot of dudes in the league are skilled. And if you give them one night and 18 shots, they're going to have a big game. But I don't think we'd seen a f- too many flashes of Nazir where, where you were like, Oh, he has a, like, he has a lot of stuff. <laughs> like he can, he can, he can get to the rim. He can rebound. He can defend. He can shoot. Like mostly we just saw him like, Oh dude, he's really athletic. I wonder if he has any skills. And, um, I don't think we know conclusively, but I, mm-hmm. for the first time we, there was like, there's real data points where we're like, man, he could hoop maybe like maybe, maybe this dude really was the sort of top five pick that everyone kind of joked that he, that he, or not joked, but like thought he dropped to 25 or whatever, but he could have been a top mm-hmm. five pick a la Neil Olshay. Um, what have you, were you ever, you're not, you weren't ever, but I'll ask anyways, were you ever at worried about ant? Like, the way he started the year and sort of the the role he's being asked to play this year. Did you ever get worried about sort of what, what he might, what he was developing into? Yes, actually I, I was because of obviously the inconsistency on the, on the defensive end for him. Right. right. Um, and also I'm just such a believer in, in the mental aspect of, of, a, of approaching a game. And I think when you have such high expectations placed on a player like sure that's so young and just being around anthony past um year and a half whatever it's uh, i i i figured that that might weigh on him right that's a challenge for anybody and it's and he seems to have a i agree he's kind of got a quieter personality he's not Mm -hmm. a guy he's not nazir little who's saying i'm glad i could show the world that is not what Anthony's like exactly you would not hear that quote from simons after a game probably so um, you know, I think having a leader and a mentor like Damian Lillard obviously is is huge for Anthony, and I think that that that's been shining through in these last handful of games because I've talked with Ant multiple times about okay, what conversations have you had with Dame about making sure mm-hmm. that you just go out there, be aggressive, be the confident Anthony Simons that you can be, um, and so I think. Obviously, Lillard's um, helping him with that. But I've seen there's been some moments, some flashes on the defensive end where, you know, Ant's aggressive. And I I love to see that um, because, yes, he's such an offensive um, minded player. And this team, what what do they need? Mike? (laughs) Yeah, no, I've given up on any of these dudes being good defenders. I only watch them on offense at this point. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they got, they gave up like an easy layup because they didn't communicate on a, on like a, just a screen off the ball. Hmm, Who cares? Let's see what they do on the other end. Like I'm over it. Um, no, I'm not over it. That's too far, but I'm just like, I I get it. Like this team sucks on defense. I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to accept that and try to say, what is the level of offense they need to play to win this game right in front of them? Uh, and it's like 135 points. <laughs> it's a lot. And it can help them score. So get out there, get some buckets, yeah. Anthony. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I guess Gary is the defensive hope, right? Like if there is a hope right. of these guys. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, Nas is a good defensive player. I don't think he's been one yet. But like in theory, he's the mm-hmm. right size and athleticism to be a good right. defensive player. But he could be. 
but Gary has shown at least in flashes that he can he can defend. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he's an elite team defender. I think he's a better kind of like balls in your face. I'm going to lock you down defender. Which um, the Blazers need everything, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. critique like they could use this other type of thing. They they could use it all. There isn't a there isn't a type right. of thing. But like, I think Gary has been. Um, I just think Gary has earned a really large role on this team. And it's kind of unfortunate that it came in the way it did with everyone getting injured and kind of just making it necessary. But I think he had earned, um, you know, 30, 30 minutes a night to sort of see what he could do. So I'm glad, I'm glad he's getting it, even if he went to the wrong college. (laughs) I thought you might mention that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Got it. Exactly. And, you know, after the game against the Wizards, I remember Coach Stotts was asked, oh, are you seeing anything different from Gary this season than what you saw last year in the bubble? And Terry just said, nope, uh, it's just the same. It's been the same Gary, right? And now that's just what you expect on both ends, that he's he's going to bring it. And um, that having him in the starting lineup right now um, to play alongside Dame is has been fun to see, but I really think that this team needs that spark off the bench. So I think obviously it's going to be nice no matter what to get CJ back. Right. They could could just use better players. Right. (laughs) That is helpful. But um, I just think uh, in in that role for Gary coming off the bench is, is so critical right now. uh, Just bringing that, that, that extra, extra energy. Yeah, I, I wish we, and I hope we will. I, I want to see him play with Damon CJ. Like, Terry just hasn't done that yet. Like, I want to see him play in a three-guard lineup where um, they've just got a whole bunch of offense. And and Gary has shown he can shoot off the dribble this year a lot more than years yeah. past. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely, that's been, you know, he always had sort of like a, like a pump fake side dribble shot, but he's, um, you know, he's r- coming off pick and rolls and, and firing off a screen. Like he's been really good at that. And to have three dudes that can create shots like that, like I, that is the Blazers lineup I want to see. That, that is what intrigues me about Gary is his, can he play next to Damon CJ? And what does that look like? Because isn't that the decision that the team has to make? Like, Entering Gary's free agency, he's probably going to make a whole bunch of money, right? He's probably mm-hmm. going to get he's probably going to get the Brinks truck, and I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the question that this team needs to answer, and it's kind of the same thing with Zach Collins, is like, does he fit with the core? Can Zach play next to Nurk? We're not going to know. The Blazers are going to have to make a decision on on his contract before we know the answer to that, right? And for Gary, we might have an opportunity to see it. So I want to see it. Can Gary play next to CJ? That's can he play small forward a little bit against certain teams? And can they just can they just absolutely roll teams with three dudes who can go create their own shot and shoot and shoot off the dribble from three? A unique, a uniquely dominant um, three point attack with dudes who don't need to have all catch and shoot opportunities. So, I, I think you're right. Like Gary might be better suited on this roster playing off the bench. I think that's fair um, because they just need his juice. <laughs> they just need his energy, but. Um, the thing I want to see, and I'm, I'll wait till March. I'll be patient, Jamie. Is yeah. is can Gary play next to Damon CJ? That those are the minutes I want to see, and that's that is what excites me about his oh, the way he's played. Is that I think, um, I think he's capable of being a really nice complementary part. Um, and he's shown that he's maybe a little more than that. But being a really nice complementary part is not an insult. Being a really good role player is right. actually extremely valuable. And so I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to see um see what what Gary can do there. Uh, I, I guess the last young guy, and then I'll, I'll then I'll let you go. Enjoy your Wednesday evening. 
Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday evening before the Blazers play the Sixers. So um, any news that changes here in the next eight hours before you listen to this, just treat it with a grain of salt, y'all. Um, you, you think Harry Giles is, what do you think of Harry Giles? Let me just leave it at that. Yeah, I think he he's an exciting player that has that potential. Um, it's the inconsistency yeah. uh, is is pretty glaring to mm-hmm. me when I watch. You know, he'll he'll have this great dunk, and, and then at the other end, he lets his his guy run right past him for an easy layup or whatever. Um, so I just still think he's definitely a work in progress. Totally. Um, but he's a great guy to have around the locker room and in my t- time that I've been able to talk with him and get to know him. He, he's definitely a, a positive guy, a hardworking guy, and he wants to, to find the right role on this right. team. Like, you know, he, 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 always, he always talks about it. He, he enjoys playing along with side with Damian Lillard and, and he's excited about um, this the chance to to get minutes because he, he's he struggled to to see the floor obviously dealing with injuries and then just everything that happened in Sacramento but um, the potential is there but uh, he I think he's just going to need to get that more experience right and yeah. get more time so yeah uh, no, which he's going to have it right now exactly so. they're going to play him so he'll learn yeah. he'll learn on the fly I, I don't think that's the blazers philosophy always is to have guys learn on the court they'd rather right. learn behind the scenes but yeah there's a reason i didn't group gary or harry with the other three uh, he's um mm-hmm. he's in a different category he's in the more developmental category maybe nas deserves it too but he had 30 points yeah. on monday night i'm excited for him um yeah. jamie if if people are looking for more of their stuff where can they find it yes um, you can find it at nbcsportsnorthwest.com and then um my Twitter, Jamie Hudson, NBCS. Jamie does, like I said, prolific work, but she does great stuff. So check out her work on, on, on NBC Sports. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, she's got a comma in the, in the account. So you know she's popular on the website. Jamie, <laughs> let's not have it be a, a year in between your visits. Let's get you back soon. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Not. A, it's not going to be a year next time. And thank you for having me, Mike. It's always great catching up with you. Yeah. It was. It was a real pleasure. Do me a favor. Tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search "Locked On Blazers." We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.